Bueno, en esta mañana vamos a tomar unos minutos y escuchar algunos testimonios de los jóvenes que fueron al campamento. Um, la Biblia dice que los jóvenes deben ser un ejemplo a los demás. Así dijo Pablo a Timoteo. Paul told Timothy that the youth should be an example to the believers, not vice versa, that the youth should be an example to believers. And so we're excited about what God has done, and we're going to listen to a few testimonies this morning. And I'm going to ask Joe, one of our counselors, to come, and he's going to introduce the campers. Uh, un aplauso para Joe, para Ronnie. Say something about Hello, good morning, everybody. Buenos dias. Wow, it seemed like we're in YFN this morning, right? Yeah, okay. Um, thank you so much for being here, boys and girls, and I love you very much. I can't really talk that much. You know why? Hermanos, Dios les bendiga. Buenos dias. Um, primeramente le quiero dar gracias a Dios um, por hacer todo lo del viaje posible, ¿verdad? Porque sin Él, pues nada fuera sido posible. Um, le quiero dar gracias a todos los padres que nos ayudaron en todos los eventos para recordar fondos. Um, porque, pues, el trabajo, la verdad, no es de una persona, de dos, de tres personas, es una colaboración entre todos. Y este, gracias a a todos los que donaron um, dinero extra también, los que dieron becas para unos camperos que querían ir, pero no tenían um, el dinero para poder ir. Y gracias a ustedes por eso. Um, pudimos re, uh, recaudar cuatro mil cien dólares. Cuatro mil novecientos dólares de fondos. Yeah. Y, eh, y eso fue entre febrero y mayo desde nada más so I mean Dios la verdad I mean toda la honra para él porque sin él no fuera no fuera sido posible eso Amen. Um, y pues um, es la primer, el primer año que yo fui y gracias a sus oraciones que sobreviví um, Quiero contar algo rápido nada más de um, algo que fue confirmado allá, que yo pensé que era mentira por el tiempo que yo tengo casado con mi esposa, y era que ella me decía que yo roncaba en las noches. Y este, a no sé cómo estuve platicando allá, y, y los que se quedaron conmigo me dijeron, tú has roncado cada noche que estamos aquí, has roncado tú. Solo quiero pedir una disculpa pública por, que, por, por eso. Yo, yo pensaba que era mentira, pero bueno. Este, bueno, um, ya no les quiero quitar. Huh? Oh, Norma, I think Norma quiere decir algo rápidamente. En 30 segundos. 30 segundos. Bueno, gracias a Dios que pudimos ir ahora este año con mi esposo. 
pero bueno, um, lo que yo quiero dar es um, un um, animar a los padres seguir mandando a sus jóvenes. Ustedes también vengan a la iglesia, padres, lleguen temprano, porque lo que ustedes hacen, sus hijos van a hacer. Si ellos miran que ustedes leen la Biblia, ellos lo van a hacer. Les animo mucho, mucho a los otros hermanos que no tienen hijos, a jóvenes, yo les animo que, que ustedes con sus niños chiquitos o, o oren por ellos o oren por la iglesia, que nuestra iglesia no sea una iglesia dormida, sino que una iglesia de avivamiento. Y uh, esto lo que pasó en la mañana puede pasar todos los otros servicios, no tiene que pasar nomás hoy. Y yo les animo y, y les, les aconsejo que oremos unos por los otros. Ya el chisme uh, llega tarde y criticar que ya se vaya fuera de nuestra iglesia, que nuestra iglesia siga adelante y siga creciendo. Um, y pues de, de líderes que fuimos, fuimos yo, Rani, Norma, Isauro, Estela, David. Estela fue la que um, después de los servicios de las, en las noches, ella preparaba toda. Ella, cuando salíamos nosotros, ella tenía listo todo lo que hemos a a comer fajita y steak y todo amén y este no hermanos pero la verdad es que nos gozamos en la presencia del Señor con, con todos um, es, fue algo ¿verdad? tremendo uh, como Dios se movió lo, todo lo que hizo Dios um, que nuestros jóvenes también algunos uh, hablaron en lenguas por la primera vez unos fueron sanados tuvieron visiones y pues bueno, pues les voy a dejar uh, que ellos les cuente mejor. So voy a pedir a Jeremy que pase primero. Good morning. Well, good morning. I, I don't really know how to start this. But um, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, well, it was a good blessing. It was very. It was a bless. I think Efrain for like for giving me the money for to go. It was been a blessing. He's a really good friend, and um, I can't thank him enough. Thank you, bro. I, I love you. And um, well, it's been a blessing. I can literally say I got saved. That whole week was something. It was supernatural. It was unnatural for me. I, I didn't know how to take it, but I just let God, like, take, like, I accepted his love and his spirit and his Holy Spirit just to take over me. And I just let everything go. Like, my history, it's gone. Now I see, now I see, now I see that I'm reborn. My heart, my mind, my love, everything is just, like, I have no bitter at all. I let everything go in that, in that stage, in that moment. And I realized that it was going to be hard in the beginning because, you know, God tests us. Everywhere we go, he tests us, but he gives us a choice. He said we follow him, or not, we just deceive him. But I, I realized over there that I want to I wanna, I wanna be saved. In order to do that, I have to read the Bible. I have to go to church. I have to, I have to still have that communication with him. So my testimony, um, it's, it's been private to me. I really don't talk about my private life that much. But it started when I was a kid. Um, I was abused when I was a kid. I, my mom got murdered when I was four years old, so I never had family. My, from my mom's side, they, they, they deceive me because they look at my dad and blame, him for, like, blame my mom for her murder, but my dad had nothing to do with it. 
And they were, they were just young love. They, I wasn't a mistake, but I wasn't planned either. And I thank God that I'm still alive because um, I was born four months early and the doctor said I was not going to make it. And somehow, from like, <clears throat> or somehow, I used to weigh at least 3.5 pounds and look at me, I'm a big boy. But, <laughs> and, um, and so far, pretty much when I was four years old, I lived with my grandma, and my grandma was very abusive, very abusive. It, I used to have a learning dysfunctional order. I, I never stayed focused right. She used to just beat me, and it was just horrible. And, but uh, when you're a kid, you don't know when you're doing wrong. You just think you're, you're just innocent. Your innocence are just there. So you don't know what you're doing. You just accept the fact that if they tell you that you're wrong, you're wrong. And I, that was planned into my head. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't know in my ABC words, I was just, I'll get hit on. I was I was thrown into walls. I was on the floor. I, I, it was just horrible. And then until my father came in and fought for me and got custody of me. But ever since my mom's death, I used to have this, this feeling that the world owed me something. That I, sh- like, I felt so, so lost. I didn't know what to do. I, I just felt so, so resentment to others. And I just never... I just never, I didn't care about anything besides the fact that my mother wasn't there. And my father and I, it's it's been hard. It's been tough on us because we don't have a we don't have a father son relationship. And it's been multiple times that it's gotten physical with each other, and it's just been hard for each other. But then, one day, one day when I was in my room, I was singing. One day in my room, I was I told myself I was tired of this. So my father that same day, my dad kicked me out of the house. And I didn't know what to do. And one of my friends told me that, you know what, go to church and I'll accept you into my house. So he did. And that first time, I knew who Jesus was. I, I, learned, I learned that he was my Lord and Savior, so I accepted it. But when I went to YFN, I let him in. See, that's the difference. The things that we can't accept the fact that he's there, but is that we have to accept the fact if, if we're going to let him in into our hearts. And that's what I learned. But that day... That day, uh, my father and I we were just going through a rough time. It was it was for it was off and on. Is that we both know that we love each other very much, but it's just that is that we don't have no communication. And I, and I wish the fact that it wasn't like that. But somehow, like God gives us, it's like in the Bible says that God God God's not Jesus doesn't give us something that we can't handle, and there's a reason why it's like, it's like the way it is. But this whole time in my life. I don't regret anything of it. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm glad that I was abused. I'm not saying that I'm glad that my mom passed away. But I learned to accept the fact that whatever happened to you, it, it's, it's, I, whatever happens to you, there's people out there that have it worse than you. There's people out there that have wounds, that have, have no sight, that have, that, has a, that have a missing leg. And I thank God every day that I at least have my two legs, my two arms, my sight to see and to, to realize that I'm very blessed. But... This whole time, this whole week, I I learned to I learned the fact that that it's good to be saved, and now I see now my like now I see in my eyes I see nothing but pure. I I realize that I realize that life is going to be tough, but in the Bible says that God does not control the wicked things that surround us. He gives us a choice either either the good way or the bad way. It's black and white. That's how it is. He said we can. Either we can either let him to accept the fact that he's going to give us the guidance to do the right thing or just fall into de- uh, deceiving and, and evilness. 
But the whole point of that is that the, the, the guy that murdered my mom, I was, I was 15 years old. That was when like, I was really starting to get into God. I told my dad I wanted to see him before, on my 15th birthday to, to, to learn him the fact that even though he's in prison, I wanted to know the fact that even though I don't have my mom, that, that woman that gave me birth, I wanted to know, know the fact that I forgive him. So I went to, I went to um, Houston, where he was at in county, and he was there. The first thing I saw him, he cried. He freaked, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I, I'm sorry what you did. He said, you know, he, he said, I'm sorry for what I did to you. I told him, don't be. I've forgiven you in my heart. I, I, don't, I don't hold any resentment. I told him I used to. I used to have hatred against you because he took the only woman that I loved in my life, and that's because I didn't know who she was. But I told him, I felt, that, I felt that I had to do that to him because I didn't want him to have any more, any more punishment as it is what he's really going through every day. He has to wake up every morning knowing the fact he took someone out of my life. And that even though through all that pain, through all that, I forgave him. And that's something that God spoke and he told me to do. So I did. But through all everything, I learned to forgive. And the Bible says that the first, the first thing you got to do is to, to forgive others. And before you got to forgive others, you got to forgive yourself. And that's what I did. And this week has been a blessing. You know, I took it as a sign because I wasn't going to go. I wasn't. And... Somehow God spoke and says, you're going to go. You're gonna, you, this is your time. Because I saw it that I knew who God was. But I never accepted him. But I guess I was the, chose, I was the chosen one. From, and from anybody else, I, I was chosen to go in his presence that week. And I accepted that fact. And I went in. I, my, my first mind, like, I was there. Like, we were singing. I'm not really that type of person. I'm like, oh, I'm singing. I'm worship. But there, it was a habit. And I made it the habit. You know, you, there's, in heaven it says that there's, there's, there's going to be music and we're going to be dancing and singing every day in our lives, different types of music of God, and we're going to worship Him. And that's how I said it, and, and that's pretty much my testimony. And thank you, God. Cuando mencioné a los líderes, me olvidó también a Ani. Ani, a Mimi también. Y este, un aplauso para ellos. Mark también, Mark también nos ayudó. Efraín, Abdiel. Um, yeah, okay. Um, Jocelyn. Well, first and foremost, I thank everybody for letting me be a part of this and letting me go to camp. Well, ever since I came back from camp, I feel so alive. It's unexplainable. I loved camp. I got saved when Pastor JC spoke on the last day about forgiving those who put you down <coughs> and hurt your feelings. That totally was for me. I forgive those who have hurt me. I got saved as well because the night of the last day, we prayed as I'm praying, I had a vision. It was a pitch dark place alone. Next thing you know, next thing you know, the devil appeared in my face, taunting me. I just kept looking at him. I hear a whisper in my ear. I turned back to look. I had a huge crowd behind me of angels. 
I felt someone grab my hand. I looked next to me, and it was God. Holding my hand, we smiled at one another. I told God, he doesn't belong here. I turned to look at the devil. I was yelling, get out of here. No one needs you, as I'm yelling that. <clears throat> more demons appeared be behind the devil. But all the angels behind me ran and fought the demons. It was battle of good and evil in front of me. The angels were winning. When I finished praying, a vision like this wasn't made up. God put it in my mind for a reason. This opened my eyes completely. I love God. He's my father, and with him I can do the impossible. I got saved, and I will be and stay in his path forever and always. Valerie Vega. Hi, my name is Valerie Vega, and this was my first year going to YFN. I had heard a lot of great things about this camp, about YFN, but I didn't expect what I didn't know what to expect. When I went to YFN, I had a very uh, sorry. Um, I had a really good experience in my life. Um, I had also brought my two cousins, and they said that they were blessed and they were saved, and they also want to go next year. Um, this year, <laughs> this year, I was blessed too, and I was saved, and I knew God's presence was right next to me when I was praising and worshiping, and um, yeah, that's. Um, I made a lot of new friends, and um, I had a really fun time with my campers and um, other people from other churches, and. Um, I can't wait for next year. So, thank you. Oh, oh. Um, well, in while well on Wednesday, um, there is this preacher. Um, I forgot his name, but he was coming. Charles. Charles. He was from Las Vegas, and um, he told us that whoever wants to speak in tongues, you can. And, well, I was praying and praying, and when one of the interns came, I um, felt and when touched me, and he, they started talk, talking in tongues. All of a sudden, I started talking in tongues, and I felt God's presence right next to me. I felt like he was on my shoulder, and he was telling me that he was, uh, he was there for me, and he wanted to learn more of me, and I want to learn more of him. Jacob. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure most of y'all know me, but if you don't, my name is Jacob Madrigal. Um, this is my third year going to YFN. Um, the past two were nothing compared to this year. I'm telling you that right now. Um, I was born in this church. Um, some of you have seen me in my diapers. Some of you have even changed them. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got to put baby powder on this. <laughs> um, since I grew up with most of y'all, so I see you as my family. And as family, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I, I used to have a, a failing faith in the Lord. I... 
I even questioned if he was there or not because I never felt him before, like before my first year and my second year. But when I went my first year, I was amazed by what I saw. But I still felt lost. I still felt confused. Second year, I was well. And I I carried my sin around on my legs like weights, hoping and, and praying that he didn't forsake me, that he kept me in his, in his light. And this year he did. He, he held me in his arms. He showered me in his, in his spirit. And I'm never going to forget it. Um, I, I was a new man. I was jumping. I was singing. I was dancing. And it wasn't fake. I, I didn't fake it. It was really me. I was really just me and him. And I did, I did get the gift of tongues. Um, I don't know if it was my first or second year, but I did learn it before. But this year, it was different. I actually remember the phrase, it's Romanana Gosha Gosha. And one of the words, Gosha, I looked it up, and it meant God is gracious. It, it translated to Hebrew, and it hit me like a wall, like... I, I, was, I was shocked. I was awed. I, I mean... Even after YFN, even after the praising and the worshiping, he still surprised me. He was still there with me as I looked that up. He, it was a sign that he really was there if it translated to Hebrew. And he's with me even now as I'm talking to you. And it's just something I'm never going to forget. It's, he's always with me. Long live the king. Okay, uh, Monica Madrigal. <laughs> okay, hi everyone, I'm Monica. Um, this is my fifth year at YFN, and um, before we headed out to camp, um, I was excited to just step away from the real world and just kind of praise God but I didn't feel like I had a purpose in going or I hadn't realized why I wanted to go it wasn't until my first night at YFN where I began to rekindle my faith in God um, for 17 years I always knew there was a God being a church baby and all but I struggled having faith in someone who I could not see or and that's something that wavered my faith. Um. Um, God helped me realize that due to my pride, I tended to carry my weight of my future on my shoulders, considering that education and my future was always something that was important to me. And I felt that I didn't put myself to God, I didn't give myself to God to help me and to carry, to carry me and to guide me. I felt like I always had to do it. Um...
I prayed for strength in my faith in God, and um, gradually it did, especially on the first night and on the last night of YFN, where I experienced the works of God and saw the results of his power and his realness. And um, to sum up my testimony, I found a poem that relates to what I dealt with, and it says, Stand in faith, knowing God will do what he promises. In his word, stand in faith, knowing he will always provide. Stand in faith when it's hard to believe. Stand in faith. Faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So stand in faith because I have already won the victory. Next is um, Jason Solis. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Jason. Um, this is my, was my fourth year going to YFN. And like all my other three years that I've gone, it was a good experience, but I didn't really encounter God the way I did this year. This year, <laughs> this year I, was, like, I was given the gift of speaking in tongues. But the, the one day that really impacted me most was the last day. Because like, my whole life, I've always wondered, what was my purpose in, in life? Like, what did God have planned for me? And the fourth day was God gave me a vision. Like, he, he gave me a vision that I was just on stage like, leading worship for thousands of teenagers at camps like YFN and leading them to know Jesus Christ. And I just knew in my heart that that's what God wanted me to do. And like, that's just what I... But that's just like a real big best... Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> just a real big blessing because like that's been my biggest dream forever to just lead worship for thousands of teenagers uh, leading them to know Jesus Christ and well it's just like a dream come true because I know that's what he wants me to do and that's what's going to happen thank you next uh, Jasmine Jasmine. Um, on, <laughs> on the first day of YFN, I fully gave my life to Jesus. I was tired of doing what the average Christian did. I was going through the motions, which was saying amen when I had to, raising my hands when everyone else did. I just wanted something different. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. Throughout the rest of the week, my personal relationship with Jesus just grew more than I would ever imagine it would happen. I wasn't expecting just a good time, but instead, instead I came back with much more. I was granted the gift of speaking in tongues and a fire that will never be extinguished. Um, Daisy. Hi, I'm Daisy, and this was my fifth year of YFN. Um, uh, every year has been a blessing, but this year it was just unbelievable. 
Um, to be honest, I mean, as you can see, um, everyone that went had an encounter with God that would stay with them forever. And um, I believe that God touched everyone in unique ways. And um, the one thing that marked me the most was being able to speak in tongues and being able, being able to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit really strong in me. And um, the most amazing thing was that I wasn't the only one. And I believe that God awakened this youth group and he brought us back to reality, turning us away from the lives that we had been living. And um, that God is real. I mean, so many of us doubted, have, have doubted it, but God really is real and he wants to be the center of our lives. And he did so many amazing things over there. And, um, and I mean, I remember coming back, everyone just kept saying, like, I don't want to come back over here, like, I want to stay over there. But, but the, only, the only way to go worldwide is to come back and share the news with others. And um, I believe that God has some th- started something great that will not die, die out soon. And just thank you for everything. Um, Andre? Well, hi guys, I'm Andrea, you guys know me. Um, well, this was different. Um, I wasn't planning on going. <laughs> I wasn't planning on going and I felt that, I mean, that there was nothing left for me that, okay, everybody was gonna go to camp and they were gonna come back like on fire and I was just gonna be here. But I wanted that, and well, somebody ended up paying for me. I don't know who, but thank you so much. And um, oh, Stephanie, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I found out that this week, this past week, was meant for me. Um, God had a great purpose for me, and um, He gave me the ability to speak in tongues. Um, it was something amazing, something beautiful. It was. The pastor that was preaching was Javen. Was that Javen? Or, yeah. Okay, uh, Javen? Javen? Okay. Yeah, it was uh, Javen Chavez. And he was, he kept on saying, like, he, he, he led us in prayer. And he led us, uh, he told us to just give in to the Holy Spirit. He was going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. And he told us to just let everything go, to just let the Holy Spirit control us. And so I did. And then the interest started passing by, praying for us. And there was this one, this one uh, intern who kept on telling me to let go, let go, because all I was praying for, I, I was like just there waiting, I guess, to receive it. But then Pastor said that that we can't, we can't just be waiting there. Like we have to let go and and we'll receive it. Like we'll receive it. We we have to let the Holy Spirit control us. So I let go and I started feeling a lot of heat. I started feeling happy. I started crying and crying and I started speaking in tongues. It was something amazing and something that I'm never going to forget. And then on Thursday night, whenever um, JC was preaching, he told us uh, how people label us and how we shouldn't let that bring us down, how we shouldn't allow that to to shake in our faith. We should just keep on um, believing in God and what he, what he has done for us, that we are his chosen people. 
And that helped me renew my faith. That helped me feel better about myself and feel that God really does have a purpose for me. He gave me a vision. And, well, most of my family isn't saved. So he gave me the vision of my family. They were rejoicing in the Lord. And and that made me really happy to know that God's purpose for my family is to know him. And he also gave me another vision of me leading worship. And that is that has been one of my biggest dreams as well, to lead worship for him. And, well, now I know that that's his purpose, and I'm happy to know that. Okay. Anybody else that would like to share anything? Mark, would you like to share something with us? Ani, Mimi? David, Estela, Efraim? How y'all doing? Um, well, I've already been saved, and like, I wasn't really expecting like to like go all hard, you know, because like, I already got what I got, you know, like. I wasn't expecting to receive nothing more than God because God is enough for me. But, um, you know, since I have open vision, I got this uh, music that I've been doing for a while. And, like, I haven't really seen much progress after, like, it's been a while that I've, like, stayed stable. And, like, I don't like being in a comfort zone, you know. Like, just like anything else, you know, when you, like, plant, like, a crop or something, you start seeing it sprout. And eventually it's time for harvest and you grab what's there, you know, and, like, I've, I've only seen it sprout so little, and, like, it kind of, like, got me a little down, and, like, I wasn't expecting, like, to hear much, but when we had the leadership workout, uh, workshops, um, <laughs> yeah. the, um, the guy was talking about, like, promotion of the ministry and all that stuff, and one of the things he spoke about was favor isn't fair, and I thought to myself, what do you mean, you know, like, God is just and everything, and... How do you, what do you mean by that? And he was talking about how, like the story of the talent, you know, how they all received an amount and they had to be faithful with it. But did you notice that they didn't all receive the same amount? They all received a different amount. And he was saying how, you know, not all of us are going to grab what our neighbor has, but whatever you got, you got to be faithful with it. And you can either fail and not multiply it, or you can do something with it. And he was talking about how it's like a, like a cup. You know, if you got an empty cup and you try to fill it up and say it's like a 12 ounce, you can't put more than 12 ounces in. You can put 20 ounces, but it's just going to spill the most. He was saying you shouldn't be concerned about how much. You should just be concerned about the cup being full all the time. And that's, that's what I really liked. And he also spoke about, like, the, the workers. You know how those some workers that worked, in, like, all day, and then, like, the, the owner comes and grabs somebody, like, towards the end of the day and says, hey, come work with me. At the end of the day, he pays the wages for every single one of them, and they all receive the same pay, no matter what. And like, God, God favors the ones that search Him and the ones that are diligently working for Him. Like, it's not the fact that you know He has this favoritism that He wants this person or this person, but the fact that He sees our hearts and He sees like what we really want and our desires, and that's why He keeps saying constantly, "Seek the kingdom first, and I'll give you everything you want." Because when you start seeking His kingdom, you don't ask for the things that you used to ask for. You start having the same heart, same mind as God and start asking for the things that he wanted you to ask. So when you ask him, he's like, I've been waiting, man. Thanks for asking. Here it is, man. I got you. And you know, 
Like, my concern now is just, you know, I receive to just be faithful with what I got. And, you know, God's going to either multiply it or keep it like that. But my main concern is to just be filled. And it's not about anything else than just, you know, satisfying God in our lives. You know, our purpose is making disciples of all nations. And you know what? Jesus only had 12 in the side. And, you know, he didn't have, he had large crowds, but they all abandoned him. He only had those 12. And even one of them disappeared too. So just be faithful with those. And he says, make disciples of all nations. Some of us just, they, we think our purpose is just preaching the gospel. And what we do is we preach the gospel to somebody and we never have any relationship with that person. We just leave and we do nothing with it anymore. But he says, make disciples. A disciple is somebody you invest time with. You invest all your, your knowledge and everything that you got, all your passions. And you tell them what the gospel really is and you live it out day by day. And, you know, I, I thank God for him revealing that stuff to me. Thank you. Isauro. Uh oh. Uh oh. Isauro in the house. Que se lo bendiga, hermanos, en esta mañana o mediodía, amén. Este. Fue para mí, ¿verdad? Mi primer año que asisto en toda mi vida a un campamento, amén. Este. Y fue algo, como dicen los muchachos, algo maravilloso, algo sobrenatural, algo poderoso, que una experiencia que nunca vamos a olvidar, ¿verdad? Este, sé que cada uno de ellos fueron bendecidos, fueron llenos del poder de Dios y este, yo solamente, ¿verdad? Uh, ¿verdad? Los quiero animar a todos ustedes, ya que yo este, iba con una... Uh, expectativa y, y no le dije a mi esposa, ¿verdad? Pero decía, ah, pues tengo que ir, tengo que hacer babysit, tengo que cuidar a los muchachos y, ¿verdad? Yo iba con ese pensamiento, pero uh, una cosa, ¿verdad?, que impactó mi vida fue que al entrar a la iglesia, al auditorio, la presencia del Señor se podía sentir, hermanos. Usted entraba por esas puertas y la presencia del Señor se sentía de una manera sobrenatural. Y las alabanzas, los servicios, los workshops que tuvimos fueron algo grande. Algo que llenaron mi vida, que llenaron mi corazón, que llenaron mi espíritu. Que, que yo le platicaba a mi esposa y le decía, se me hace que, 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 que mi lámpara ya no, yo, ya, ya no tenía aceite pero en esta semana el Señor me llenó, me, 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 me hizo libre de las cosas que, que estaban atando mi vida, me, me ha hecho una nueva persona, me ha hecho diferente, me ha transformado, me ha cambiado y, y uh, lo que yo tengo lo quiero compartir con ustedes, quiero que, que, que mi vida, que, que mi persona sea una bendición para cada uno de ustedes, que no solamente, este, uh, ¿cómo se dice?, Uh, algo que, que miraba era de que allá en aquel lugar el Espíritu Santo se movía de una manera sobrenatural y cuando uno le da la libertad al Espíritu Santo el Espíritu Santo empieza a hacer cosas maravillosas en la vida de cada uno de nosotros si usted quizás viene enfermo viene con alguna necesidad algún problema algo en su vida si usted le da la libertad al Espíritu Santo el Espíritu Santo lo va a liberar va a romper las cadenas y lo va a hacer una nueva persona pero nosotros debemos de darle 
el, la libertad al Espíritu Santo, que Él se mueva, que Él haga lo que tenga que hacer en nuestras vidas, porque muchas de las veces lo queremos tener oprimido, lo queremos tener que no debemos, ¿verdad? De que no, yo no quiero, ¿verdad? Pero debemos de dejar lo que Él haga y mueva nuestras vidas a como Él quiere. Cuando uno le da la libertad al Espíritu, Él va a hacer cosas maravillosas. Dice un canto que cantamos allá, allá en la iglesia donde yo iba. Cuando la iglesia del Señor alaba a Dios, suceden cosas maravillosas, ¿verdad? Hay sanidad, poder y liberación. Y muchos de nosotros quizás necesitamos eso, ¿verdad? Pero que Dios en esta mañana, eh, eh, ¿verdad? En este día nos haga libres de todo lo que haya en nuestra vida. Y yo solamente le doy gracias a Dios, ¿verdad? Por esta oportunidad que me dieron, ¿verdad? De poder asistir a este campamento, ¿Verdad? Y gracias a, 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 al pastor, ¿verdad? Que también me dio la oportunidad, la confianza de acompañar a Joe, a Ronnie, a, a Estela y a David, ¿verdad? Y solamente le doy las gracias, ¿verdad? Muchas gracias a todos y sigamos adelante. Nuestro pasado, Cristo ya lo borró. Nuestro presente es lo que determina nuestro futuro. Que el Señor les bendiga. Amén. Ani. Um, well, there's this uh, saying that the the wife and director says, and he says, the best is yet to come. And we've definitely seen that, like in our youth group, like every year gets gets better and better and better, and the best definitely is yet to come. And um, I know we've seen it in our church where we come back from camp, and everything just like after a few months, everything just dies down. And I know we hear it from other people saying that, you know, maybe these com these camps don't work because everything dies down, but um, I really I really think, and especially when, um, what we experienced this week, and what we experienced this morning, that there's a shift, and that there's a change in, um, in the lives of our young people, and really all I want to say is that, like all I want to tell you guys is that this is your youth group, like whatever happens with your youth group, it's up to you, um, however, I know I, I told some of you girls, before, um, like, what do you guys decide to do? That's where your youth group is going to go. It's not my youth group. It's not Ronnie's youth group. It's not Joe's youth group. This is your youth group. And the fire that you want is is what you have to um, give in. And it all has to do with um, your time with God. And, and it's what um, Brian said this morning. It's your time with God. And that's how you keep the fire burning. But, um, but yeah. This week was awesome. This week was so good, and it's exciting to just come back home and be able to share this. And like I think it was Daisy said, to go worldwide with this. So, yeah. Bueno, hermanos, a mí también me sucedió algo allá. Not sucedió, right? Like I don't know what I said. Uh, pero fue, <laughs> fue maravilloso. Nomás les puedo decir que fue algo extraordinario. Fue hermoso. Um, más que nada, ahora sí amo más a mi Dios. Y sé que Él es el primero de todos. Y les agradezco todo lo que hicieron. Um, y, y gracias por tener estos hijos maravillosos. Yo sé que a veces son, son tremendos. Pero es, 
es, son hermosos todos, cada uno de ellos y ellos saben. Um, I just want to say that I, I truly, I, I really, really love you all. Y'all are in my heart. <laughs> and I just want to say that I'm here for you and continue, continue reading your Bible. Everything. I, I started doing this since yesterday and it feels amazing. And God did spoke to me and he set me free. He set me free. And I'm very proud. Bueno, hermanos, um, nuevamente gracias a todos. Um, y como, como les decimos, pues hay que seguir orando por nuestros jóvenes. Hay que, um, si podemos leer Biblia, Biblia con, con, con ellos. Me incluyo también porque mi hija también está ahí. Y este, pues gracias por sus oraciones, hermanos. Sigan orando. Que los bendiga. Amén. Gracias a todos que compartieron. Y, y quiero dar gracias especialmente a ustedes que no hablan inglés porque no hemos hablado mucho español hoy en esta mañana. Pero fue necesario porque tantos querían compartir que no, no teníamos tiempo para traducir cada palabra, cada frase. Muchas gracias por tener uh, paciencia. We want to thank especially everybody that... Uh, well, why am I thanking them in English? They're not going to understand what I'm saying. All right. De pie, por favor, de pie. Vamos a terminar. Y después, después de esta oración, busca a un joven, felicítalo, dile que vamos a estar orando por ellos, por su grupo de jóvenes. Y tengo un, unos dos versículos para ellos. I've got a few verses here for the youth group. It's in, uh, in Jude 24, and it tells us that it's God. It's God who's going to keep us from falling, right? It says, to the only God, our Savior, who can keep us without falling and establish us without fault and with great joy before his glorious presence, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord, Forever and ever, amen. And that's our prayer for our youth group, for every teenager. Al único Dios, nuestro Salvador, que puede guardarlos para que no caigan y establecerlos sin tacha y con gran alegría ante su gloriosa presencia, sea la gloria, la majestad, el dominio y la autoridad por medio de Jesucristo nuestro Señor, antes de todos los siglos, ahora y para siempre, amén. Y es nuestra oración para cada joven, cada señorita. Que es Dios, es Dios que puede guardarnos. Vamos a orar. Señor, gracias por esta mañana hermosa que hemos tenido, Señor, en tu presencia, en la alabanza, en la adoración y también por todos estos testimonios que hemos escuchado que son un ánimo para todos nosotros, Señor. We thank you for this wonderful time we've had in worship and especially for these testimonies we've heard today that have encouraged our hearts. Uh, señor, pedimos por cada joven, cada señorita, Señor, que ellos puedan seguir adelante, fieles, Señor, a través de, de este año venidero. We ask for our teenagers that you would continue to keep them strong and hard after you, Lord, throughout this coming year. Y a ti, Señor, te damos toda la gloria y toda la honra por los siglos de los siglos. Amén.